You're fat. You're so drink anyone. Maybe if you show a little bit of cleavage. Maybe you're acting too smart. You're a boss. I just don't understand why you don't have no money. I would marry you. You're a tequila lover. You're not a party. You're the Chargers. You're the Chargers. Catches, it's your favorite single gal, Erin, who transformed in front of your eyes, got reeled in in front of your ears, and had an Oprah aha moment that changed everything. Ladies, before we can reel in the catch of a lifetime, we must first bait the hook with self love. Self love is power bait. It helped me reel in what I believe to be a keeper, but even the best fisherwomen have to recognize when it's time to catch and release. You're tuned in to another episode of You're Such a Catch, a podcast dedicated to helping you realize the catch that you are. We do not have to be defined by our relationship status nor conform to societal norms. All we have to do is be ourselves. The You're Such a Catch community is open. If you're craving support, inspiration, or friendship, come and check it out. Tomorrow we'll be live on Zoom at 4.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'm absolutely obsessed with how these women are engaging with one another, supporting each other, and connecting on a deeper level. It's the most beautiful thing to witness. The world needs more of this, honestly. If you want to witness it for yourself and participate, there's a link in the episode notes to apply. Last week, Sloan, master life consultant and a former business attorney who's guided thousands of women worldwide into their greatness in all aspects of business, lifestyle, and pleasure, shared the feelings that came up for her when she went on a magical date with a spectacular man, then didn't hear from him for two weeks. I think so many of us could relate to Sloan's experience because we're all doing the inner work. And when feelings or emotions of this nature bubble to the surface, it can catch us off guard but it's okay to acknowledge those feelings and to unpack why they're coming up. This journey of growth we're on is truly a lifelong commitment. Today, I'm going to share with you how I'm claiming bravery with the intent to encourage you to step outside your comfort zone, to embrace change in the unknown and open yourself up to the possibilities the universe has intended for you. But before we dive in, please make sure you've subscribed on whatever podcast player you tune in on. If you find this episode helpful, please share it on your Instagram or with a friend or someone who you know will benefit from the message. There's also a downloadable worksheet that corresponds with today's episode. If you want to follow along, take action and evoke change, click on the link in the episode notes to download and print the form. Have you read the book, Year of Yes, How to Dance It Out, Stand in the Sun, and Be Your Own Person by Shonda Rhimes? I'm sure you know who Shonda is. She's the creator of Grey's Anatomy and my all-time favorite TV show, Scandal. She's also the executive producer of Bridgerton and How to Get Away with Murder. And her most recent creation is Inventing Anna, which I already know you binged just like I did. The book came out several years ago, I want to say around 2016, but the concept has stuck with me and still plays a role in how I choose to live my life today. Shonda shares how saying that little word, yes, for a year changed her life. Now, she's not necessarily suggesting that we say yes to everything. Her intention is more so for us to say yes to the things that scare us, that push us outside of our comfort zone. These are typically the things we want to say no to immediately. So she said yes for an entire year, not just professionally, but also in her personal life. So if her kids wanted her attention and she was headed to a meeting, 
she forwent the meeting and said yes to her kids. She talks about how this experience made her reevaluate all of her priorities. Saying yes can be to silly little things like wearing a bold lip or bigger, more challenging things like public speaking or choosing to be vulnerable and letting your guard down in a relationship. The second theme she introduces is to stop dreaming and start doing. We often think we need to figure everything out before we start versus starting messy and crossing those bridges when we get to them. Her suggestion is to stop worrying about things and instead start doing things. Forward progress is progress. This perspective is also shared by my mentor, Kathy Heller, who you've heard me swoon about all season. She's encouraged me to be a C student, something I've never allowed myself to do. But it works. It allows you to find clarity through action. The next theme Shonda emphasizes is to simply be yourself. Quit trying to do things like she does, whoever she is in your life, and simply do them like you do. Instead, embrace who you are. Refocus that energy you're expending, trying to be someone else or doing things according to someone else, and focus it back on you. The next theme she touches on is giving yourself permission to disengage from people who drain your energy and don't add value to your life. We can set boundaries and we can stick to them. It's okay. It's for our mental health and our sanity. This one can be really hard, but it has to be done. And lastly, she encourages us to embrace playtime, even if it's only in 15-minute increments. So take a break and do something you enjoy. Play with your puppy. Laugh with your kids. Start a dance party in your living room. Life is meant to be enjoyed. I share all of this to say when certain opportunities present and my initial reaction is to say no, maybe out of fear or because an insecurity pops up or imposter syndrome starts to rear its ugly head, I think to myself, what would Shonda do? And then I say yes. (laughs) This is exactly what happened when my dear friend Kachita invited me to podcast live from LA Fashion Week. What an incredible opportunity to interview designers and models on location. My mind wanted to say no, though. My heart wanted to scream, hell yeah. It was a flood of thoughts that rushed into my brain immediately after the question was thrown my way. What am I going to wear? What if I can't get my equipment to work right? Why did she ask me? Am I qualified? I have so many other projects I need to work on. Should I make this a priority? Where will I park? What if I don't ask the right questions? Oh, you guys, this went on and on. Thankfully, this isn't my first rodeo. Welcome to being a human being and having to reframe the stories we tell ourselves and constantly remember that our thoughts are not facts. So I said yes, and I am so glad I did because I can't imagine not having experienced all of these incredible moments, emotional exchanges, and connecting with the amazing people who I was meant to be introduced to had I said no. Sitting on the sidelines is no longer an option for me. Not anymore. It's time to let go of playing small and woman up. I asked myself, what's the worst that can happen? What's the fear there? There was nothing that came up that I couldn't overcome. I chose to claim bravery and it feels freaking amazing. So I put Shonda's advice into action. I said yes. Saying yes meant I was taking another step towards living my dream. I mentally decided I could master the technology by myself. I came to peace with showing up as me, leading with my heart rather than my outward appearance that I sometimes become overly critical about. And I told myself I wouldn't let any outside energy affect my experience. 
I allowed myself to really sit in the experience. I didn't rush it. I didn't try to force it, but I rather soaked it all up. I was present in the moment, and so it was. Day one, I showed up primarily to get the lay of the land, to scope out the podcast studio, and to see who I'd be interviewing. I was able to catch the afternoon fashion shows. Kachita sat me down on this plush chair adjacent to the catwalk. Fashion has always been something that's piqued my interest. My bachelor's degree is actually in human environmental sciences, and my concentration is in fashion merchandising. I used to want to do window displays for big department stores when I was younger. And while I was in college, I was afforded the opportunity to study abroad in London at American Intercontinental University, where I took fashion and art classes. I even got to go on a study tour to Mumbai, India, where we visited fabric mills and textile plants. I can sew and I can sketch, but it's something I haven't done in years. So you can imagine what a kick I got out of it when people kept asking me if I was a designer. Nope, I'm a podcaster. I introduced myself to the gorgeous woman sitting next to me. She was a model who was waiting to see if she'd be cast for any of the shows. Modeling is a lot like dating in the sense that you put yourself out there and you have to be prepared to process rejection. Although it might be hard, especially knowing somebody doesn't want to work with you because of a physical attribute, perhaps you're too short, you have to come to terms with you're just not the right fit for that designer and their vision. It has nothing to do with you. The same goes with dating. You might not be a fit and you shouldn't have to change who you are to be accepted. But rejection can be tough. I witnessed it firsthand in the ladies' room where girls were crying and having to pull themselves together after hearing the words, I'm sorry. But the woman to my right, she had a fascinating story. Long after the last model and designer posed at the end of the catwalk and headed backstage and the audience dissipated into the open space, she and I sat there and talked. I wasn't able to record with her due to logistics, but I hope one day I'm afforded the opportunity because her story deserves to be told. Without offering too much of a spoiler alert in the event I do get to capture the conversation, she explained how her life drastically changed when she suffered her first stroke. Now, this woman had to be in her early 20s, stunning, flawless, beautiful inside and out. She shared how in the blink of an eye, our beauty can vanish. She knows this because she's now a five-time stroke survivor. She had to relearn how to talk. She's had to go to therapy to engage the muscles on one side of her face that were once paralyzed and droopy in comparison to the other. Oh, the road she's traveled to be sitting right there next to me sharing her story. We sat and sobbed together, knowing the universe connected us for a reason greater than our comprehension. Amber and Nicole claimed bravery by doing the necessary work to get to a place where she could put herself back out there on the runway. She's such an inspiration. Day two was a long day, a 12-hour day filled with a lot of emotion. I told you I cried day one with Amber Nicole, while I cried two more times on day two with designers Simone Carter and Maria Heldrith. These women are remarkable. I cannot wait for you to hear their stories on this week's bonus episodes. Both are Black women who grew up in poverty, determined to change the narrative. And that's exactly what they're doing. As a designer, so much goes into their craft. To get an idea to turn into an actual garment from a mere concept, the creative energy I was immersed in, being in their presence, was electric. I was so inspired watching them do their thing in preparation for their moment to shine. On the bonus episode with Simone, you'll hear how she was on an educational fast track in the medical field, but every day on her way to class, she found herself peering in the windows of fashion classes with intrigue. 
One day she took a chance, picked up a pencil and started sketching. She honored her four-year-old self who loved fashion and plain dress up in her mom's clothes. Simone's yes and willingness to be brave and pivot majors led her to switching career paths, leaving the medical field and pursuing fashion full time. On the bonus episode with Maria, you'll hear how she took to the Yellow Pages at the age of 12, searching for a way to give her family a better life. She thought if she could be a model, it would answer her prayers. Her journeys evolved from modeling to acting to securing a small loan right before the world shut down for the pandemic. She used that money as an investment in herself, creating a line of affordable activewear for women who aren't basic. I got to sit front row at Maria's show. I cheered her on, which you can see on Instagram at You're Such a Catch. And I was lucky enough to hug her mom and dad and share with them what they already know, how incredibly special their daughter is. Maria's yes and willingness to be brave, starting a business while the rest of the world was shutting down, is creating a movement that helps women feel confident in activewear that can be worn to the gym or to brunch and won't break the bank. Kachita also sent me to hair and makeup on day two, which was so much fun. I met Patrick Santa Anna, who made me feel beautiful while he bronzed my cheeks and made my eyes pop with long lashes. He told me how he got his start in the business at the age of 19. He always loved makeup, but he didn't know if he wanted to pursue it professionally. It was a hobby. One day he was at an event where the makeup artists on set were overwhelmed. They didn't have enough people to handle the amount of models needing their makeup done. So his friend suggested he simply go ask if they wanted help. Patrick took his friend's suggestion, essentially exercising that word, yes, and bravely offered his services. That one interaction has led to a lifelong career and passion for enhancing people's natural beauty. So there was only one minor mishap on day two I'm going to briefly touch on, only because they want to point out, such is life. I forgot my split jack for the headphones so both me and my guests could hear each other without distraction. As you can imagine, there was a lot going on in this space. At one point, there was a full-on photo shoot across the hall with about 12 models and a dog. You might be able to hear some of that background noise on the bonus episodes. I even tried to go to the music store that was around the corner to buy a splitter, but unfortunately, they didn't have one. It was a pretty funny conversation, though. I walked over there and I said, sir, do you have that thing that goes into that other thing that two things come out of and then the headphones hook it? (laughs) So it may not be the best sound quality, but you know what? It doesn't matter because this experience and those interviews are something that I want to recollect and remember for the rest of my days. I couldn't allow this one mistake to affect the success of the day. Nope, uh uh-uh. Day three, I had hoped to interview Jonathan Guzman, a Mexican designer who came to the States at the age of 15. His come up story is powerful, as is his desire to give back and pay it forward. While I was there, a woman named Camille, who's a fan of Jonathan's work, perused his designs, which literally make you ooh and ah. She wasn't tall enough to walk in the show, but Jonathan wanted her to have a role in the evening, so he allowed her to wear one of his designs in the audience. I was so touched by this story, I intend to write a piece about the connection between an artist and his supporters. I just think it's important for anyone who's on the come up to remember who rooted for them from day one. And this woman has, and Jonathan recognizes it. Unfortunately, Jonathan couldn't record because he was doing last minute runway preparation, but I couldn't let the podcast studio go unused. 
My sweet friend Erin Hill was in town promoting LA Fashions Week After Party, hosted by her company Nomad's Place. So she agreed to jump in the booth with me to share the story of how we met, how our connection has grown, and how she got her start and platform with Getting Cozy with Erin and Batch After Dark. I'll toot my own horn here and give myself credit for saying yes and introducing myself to Erin after being sent a podcast episode of hers, as well as seeing her in a clubhouse room and raising my hand to be brought on stage to say hello. It pays to be brave, y'all. She's a lifelong friend now. Day four felt like a dream in and of itself. Anytime glam is involved, you can't help but feel yourself. Angela did my hair at the house. I visited Jen at Chanel for my makeup. Monica styled me and Kachita hooked me up with VIP and row one tickets to watch all the shows at the Majestic downtown. There's something about seeing it all come to life that's so magical with the cameras clicking incessantly as each model passes. I felt a sense of pride for each designer to show. I also love seeing all the connections I made that week, especially my girl Tina, owner of Tatum Productions. She helped a sister out when I didn't know how to pose for pictures. I need to work on that part of my game. But you guys, I said yes to it. I did it messy like a C student. It was a whole experience when I'm so grateful I lived. The night ended at Elevate Lounge where we danced the night away with bottle service and Aaron challenged me to find five crushes. Five. Oh boy. I think I left with one, a handsome male model who may be 25, but regardless, I was flattered by the attention he was showing me. Such a week for the memory books and all because I said the little word yes and chose to be brave. What are you going to say yes to this week? What will it take for you to claim bravery in your life? Thank you so much for joining me as I recollected this powerful week that started with the three-letter word, yes. Here are a few of my key takeaways from the episode. One, say yes to things that push you outside of your comfort zone or you might normally say no to. It opens you up to new experiences, opportunities, as well as new connections. Two, anyone can claim bravery. Don't overthink it. Challenge yourself. Ask yourself, what's the worst that can happen? And then overcome the fear. Three, when it comes to your dreams, quit talking about them in future state and start living them in present day. Messy action is still action. Four, be yourself and show up as you. Ditch any beliefs surrounding having to show up and do things the way she does them or looking like she does. You're not her. You're you. You're special, unique. You're such a catch. And lastly, find joy each and every day, even if it's for 15 minutes. I found 15 minutes of joy and then some each and every day at LA Fashion Week, mostly hearing other people's stories and becoming invested in their show's outcome. Being a hype woman is my jam and I loved every single second of it. Headphones or not. Next week is a wrap for season three, the I Claim series. I'll be recapping all we claimed in the final episode. If you want to stay connected between seasons, consider becoming a patron on YSC Unfiltered or joining the You're Such a Catch community. Both are linked in the episode notes. Don't forget to check out the bonus episodes so you can learn more about Simone, Maria, and Erin. They'll be released later this week. Ladies, I said it once and I'll say it again. Before we can reel in the catch of a lifetime, we must first bait the hook with self-love. Oh,